The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. You're listening to Talk with Renee Dallow, episode 156. Talk about becoming unbored with me, Renee Dallow. If you're curious about the title, Becoming Unbored, know that it came from you, friends. It came from answers to the poll that I put on my Renee Dallow Instagram account asking, what do you need to hear about this week? So many of you said that you're feeling unmotivated, uninspired, unappreciated, and just sort of down in the muck of this year. And friend, you're not alone. So give this episode a listen if this is you right now. And if it's not you right now, well, keep it in your back pocket for some future you that might need it. Also know, I recorded a bonus for this episode. It is my very first guided meditation. And listen to the episode to find out how to get it for free, of course. Friends, go get your coffee, go get your tea, go get a green juice, go get whatever you need right now. And let's talk this out. Welcome to Talk with Renee Dallow, biz chat for wedding pros and creatives. Tune in every week for no BS real talk from industry experts that want to help you thrive in your business and your life. Here's your host, event planner, educator, and sushi addict, Renee Dallow. Grab a glass and get ready to talk it out. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome to this week's episode of Talk with Renee Dallow. It's me, your host, Renee Dallow. And this week, You've got me all to yourselves. When I was thinking about what I wanted to record this week, I brainstormed a couple of topics. And as I was writing them out and journaling and thinking, I decided, you know, maybe I should ask you guys what you wanted to hear about. So I went to my Instagram account at Renee Dallow and I put up a little poll. What do you want this week's episode to be about? What do you need to hear? And much to my surprise, or honestly, (laughs) if I'm really honest with myself, not that surprised, but all of the answers, except for three, all of the answers were about self-care. Self-care while traveling, self-care while working, self-care on the off time, self-care and busy time, self-care and boundaries. What is self-care? And then this comment, which really stopped me in my tracks. One person commented, why do I feel like I need more self-care than everyone else? What's wrong with me? Well, friends, here we are. (laughs) The title of this episode is Talk About Becoming Unbored. And stick with me. I recently opened the doors to my group mastermind program called Spotlight Sprint for the second time this year. And one of the participants in Spotlight Sprint, one of the sprinters, as I call them, because you know I love a nickname, revealed on one of our weekly calls that she was feeling bored. And every other head on the Zoom started deeply nodding along. Everyone on the call, at some level, felt some kind of boredom. Now, I think when we hear the word bored, right, we often think of someone that has nothing to do, right? When you're a kid and you're like, mom, I'm so bored. It's literally the absence of something to do. But what this person meant and what everyone agreed with was it's not that there isn't anything to do because Lord knows there is plenty to do. It's just that it's easy to feel unenthused about 
all of it these days, isn't it? And honestly, I think it's a combination of things, right? It's a combination of this ongoing pandemic. It is also, you know, add on top of that um, inflation, add on top of that a looming recession, add on top of that clients asking for the absolute most, add on top of that, you know, just the stress of daily life. And the question I really just want to ask everyone who's listening is, you know, how are you doing, really? You know, how I'm really doing, me, Renee, at this moment in time on October 18th, as I record this, is like, you know, I'm doing okay, but also I'm deeply tired and kind of, you know, bored too. From October 8th until basically yesterday, I was on the go. We had a wedding on October 8th. Then the very next morning, I flew to New York, where I attended the Not Gala on the 10th, which was amazing. So glad I did it. Spent one day in the city with friends, flew home on the 12th, which happens to be my ninth wedding anniversary. I was so tired that we canceled our dinner reservation and ate takeout in sweatpants. Thank God my husband is very supportive and accommodating. (laughs) Then the very next day, oh, I had one day in the office where I actually got work done. And then the very next day, my team and I headed to Santa Barbara for a wedding. So Friday, Saturday, Sunday, we were in Santa Barbara. And then Sunday night, we got home. Monday, I hibernated under a weighted blanket, uh, said I wasn't going to work, and then absolutely worked. Uh, I did my coaching call, and then I went to a rental house meeting with the client. Then I took the next several hours off. And then yesterday was an office day. Today was an office day. And I tell you all that to tell you that for as much as the people in this industry that educate, like myself, like to talk about boundaries and talk about work-life balance and talk about, you know, taking care of yourself, oftentimes the season that you're in, the schedule that you keep doesn't really account for all that much downtime. And even after all the stuff I just told you, sometimes I still look around and think, I can't get motivated about any of this. <laughs> I'm not, am I motivated to do a design board for a design that I've designed 10 times already in the last 12 years? Not really. And while we're talking about design, for all of my wedding planners and designers out there, I want to point this out to you. And perhaps this is something you've already realized, but it's worth talking about, or at least, you know, acknowledging. If you are feeling less than enthusiastic about your client's wedding designs this year, please understand that your clients are just bringing you images from weddings that are now three years old. Now, I know many parts of the country stayed open during the pandemic, during lockdown, but the most influential markets forgive me, middle of the country. But the most influential markets are New York and Los Angeles. And we were closed down for like two solid years. So there was no new creative designs coming out of New York or LA until mid-2021. Now, how many of those have been pinned? How many of those have been published, right? Our clients are repinning and and showing us images from weddings that were designed in like 2020 or 2019. So if you're bored, that's okay. You're kind of supposed to be bored with this. We've been living with these designs for too long. I predict that in another six months, we are going to see some pretty epic new designs come our way, but you're not seeing them now. So how do we get motivated to do the things we don't really feel like doing? And how do we get over the thought that maybe we just need more self-care than other people? Well, let me help you out with that second one. I think in the last couple of years, we've you know, done a really good job as an industry, as a wedding industry and as a creative industry in moving away from the idea that self-care is like bubble baths and massages. Now, to be fair, I mean, it is that, right? If you have the luxury of having a bathtub that you love, or if you have the disposable income to get a massage, then absolutely. But for me, self-care falls into basically three main 
buckets or umbrellas, if you will. The first type of self-care is mental and emotional wellness, right? And that's, I think, often discussed, right? That's meditation. That's emotional regulation. That is choosing better thoughts. That is, you know, focusing on your relationships, nurturing your community. That is protecting your peace, seeking out calmness, and then also pampering, right? That's a part of it. Now, meditation is something that I did not come to easily. As you all know, I am a New Yorker who's been in California for 20 years. So meditation is a practice, much like yoga, and something that I continue to work on. As a bonus to this episode, I actually recorded a guided meditation for you um, that you can find at reneedallo.com forward slash 156. That's the number of this episode. So it's reneedallo.com forward slash 156. And this meditation is specifically about becoming motivated because that is what I see when I look around at all my fellow pros and my friends and my students that we're really struggling with right now, how to get and stay motivated. So meditation for me works. It's five minutes, it's 10 minutes. It's not multiple times a day. It doesn't take over your whole life, but it really helps. Emotional regulation and choosing better thoughts is probably the most impactful work I've done on myself in the last five years. Now, if you follow me on my Renee Dallow Instagram account, you'll know that aside from the schedule I just told you about, on top of all that, I've had a pretty tumultuous emotional couple of weeks. My 17-year-old dog passed away on October 2nd, and then the very next day, my father and stepmother moved to Portugal. Now, one of those things was, was a surprise, and one wasn't. I had been emotionally preparing for my father and my stepmother to move. I don't think I'd ever be emotionally prepared to have my dog die. If those two things had happened in the same weekend, you know, 10 years ago, I would have been a inconsolable mess, <laughs> unable to function, and just like a literal blob of a human. And although I was deeply devastated about my dog and very sad to have my dad move out of the country, I was still able to, you know, live and take care of myself. And yes, I'm so sad, but I can still get out of bed, shower, take care of myself, answer emails, even at a base level, even on my saddest day, I can still show up for myself. And that's because I've learned more about my own emotional regulation and how to choose a better thought. And that's what the meditation that I did for you is, is about. It's about how to get into motivation by choosing better thoughts. Because if you sit around and think, oh, I'm so bored, I'm so unmotivated, and then that thought spirals into something must be wrong with me, or why do I need so much more self-care than other people? Well, friend, that's really hard to come back from. That's really difficult to motivate yourself out of, yeah? The second bucket of self-care is physical. Now, you could argue that it's also pampering, but hear me out. Types of self-care that I practice in the physical realm are hydration. I drink a gallon of water a day. That's like, even when I travel, I am that obnoxious person who's constantly going out to buy water. When we're at restaurants, I'm asking for more water. I'm constantly seeking out water because I know my body works best when I am super hydrated. I'm also taking vitamin D. As we head into the winter months and we lose light earlier, we need more vitamin D. When's the last time you stepped outside in the middle of a workday if you're working from home? How often are you getting out into nature? How many hours a night are you sleeping? Now, I am someone who loves a seven to eight hour sleep. Lately, I've been getting five to six. I don't love it. I don't love it. But at least I know the difference and I know what I am working toward. One of the tools I use to help me get more sleep is my Aura Ring. It's O-U-R-A. It's a sleep tracker that is like a, a big gold ring on my right hand. You've likely seen it in photos or you know Instagram stories. And it measures how long I'm sleeping, the quality of my sleep. Um, it measures a ton of things. And I find it so 
interesting, but also it keeps my mind focused on getting good quality sleep. And then also let's talk about your environment. At this part in a wedding season, it is likely that your office is full of other people's crap. <laughs> I know I'm looking uh, around at a seating chart that was left over from my October 8th wedding that needs to be returned to my client. It is important that you surround yourself in an environment that is free of clutter, that is clean, and that provides you with peace. If in this point of the year, your house is overrun with with stuff, take some time, schedule some time to fix it. Schedule some help to come help you. I have my assistant, Kelsey, come to this house and whip my life back into shape because that is what I know I need when I look around my office, when I look around my home to think, okay, we're doing okay. We're not super cluttered. Everything is clean. Things are tidy. And then also, you know, on the physical bucket, let's talk about hygiene. Are you showering every day? Are you doing your skincare routine at night? Like these things seem so basic, but when we're in a place of being unmotivated and uninspired and and just thinking that we're bored, you know, not thinking, but feeling like we're bored, it's easy for these physical things to slide by. It's easy for, you know, I have a friend of mine who loves to fall asleep on the couch instead of just putting herself to bed. If this is you, friend, this is a type of self-care. Take care of your physical body. You only get one. And then the third type of self-care, which points directly back to the becoming unbored, is the creative. How many of you are practicing creative self-care? What lights you up? And if you don't know what lights you up, take to a journal. Open that journal, put a pen to paper and write, what lights me up is. And if you don't know, you write, what lights me up is, I have no idea, but I really want to figure it out. And just keep writing whatever's in your brain until you get there. Are you a reader? Are you a writer? What are you putting in front of your eyeballs that is creatively fulfilling? Or are you just sitting on the couch, doom scrolling Twitter, or mindlessly vegging out to Netflix? Now trust me, I do those things too. But you have to also have to re recognize when that is an unhealthy sort of behavior for you. What are you creating? Are you painting? Are you singing? Are you journaling? Something that I find creatively inspiring is I watch fashion shows online. Go to YouTube, type any designer's name plus a year, plus a season, fall or spring. You can watch everyone's fashion shows online. I read magazines. This is a fun, a fun little weird fact, but a couple of months ago, we just started getting all these magazines at my house addressed to different people. And I called all the magazines and I said, there's got to be a mistake here. I, this isn't my name. Is this some kind of fraud? And every magazine customer service said, no. It's, they're just coming to you. I, I, there's no way for us to cancel it, so just keep them. Okay, magazines from the universe. Well, whoever subscribed us to these things, they must know me on some level because we're getting Architectural Digest, which is like my favorite magazine. We're getting Travel and Leisure, which is my other favorite magazine, and Vanity Fair. Now, maybe you don't have the budget to subscribe to magazines or you haven't been graced by the magazine fairy like my house has. Go to the library. They've got magazines there. Do something that is creatively inspiring for you because designing another blush and bashful wedding with baby's breath is, isn't going to do it for you. I mean, it's not going to do it for me either. When we take a look at our lives and our careers, especially this time of year, as we're in quarter four and we are sort of winding down the year, it's really easy to just coast, right? To think like, I'm just going to make it to the holidays. I've just got to make it to Thanksgiving. I've just got to make it to Hanukkah or Christmas or New Year's. But that would be maybe not the best choice. I'll say that. 
because there's all this time, right? There's all these days, there's all these weeks, there's all these opportunities here to turn the ship around for yourself. So if you clicked on this episode because you're like, oh shit, I'm bored. What's Renee going to say about it? What Renee's going to say about it is you can unstick yourself. You can unboard yourself. Take stock of your mental and emotional wellness. Take stock of your physical wellness. Take stock of your creative wellness. Because it's not just one thing. None of us are just one thing. And when we talk about work-life balance, which is a phrase that has been used so often, it now means nothing. Instead of looking at that, I want you to look at yourself in all these facets of self-care. And to circle back to that, that comment that said, what is wrong with me that I need so much self-care? In an effort to make you feel less like you have <laughs> too long of a list of self-care, let me just walk you through what I do every morning and every night for self-care. Maybe you'll find some inspiration or at least find that you're not alone here. So I like to wake up and have what I call a slow, soft morning. I am not really a morning person. And so I don't really like noise or anyone really talking to me, which works out well for us because my husband goes to set really early in the morning. I get up. I drink a glass of water, at least eight ounces, usually 16 of cold water. Then I plan my food for the day. I am working with a weight loss coach, which I have been for a couple of years now. And one of the cornerstones of her content is that we plan our food every day. One day I'll do an episode about that, but um, it won't be today. <laughs> and then after I plan my food, I journal while I'm making my coffee, while I make my breakfast. I wash my face. I brush my teeth. I listen to some sort of self-development something um, in that period of time after breakfast. So whether whether it's a podcast or my life coach's podcast or part of a course that I'm taking, I'm currently in Denise Duffield Thomas's Sacred Money Archetypes course, which is fascinating. So, and that's every morning. Every morning I'm doing 30 minutes or so of self-development. And that's after I've journaled and planned and made breakfast. And then I clean the house a little, and then eventually around 10 a.m., I get into my emails. Now, if you have children and you're listening to me, you're like, well, that must be nice, right? Granted, no children over here. And now, no dogs. So really, my time is my own. But that's my morning. My evening self-care is a very elaborate, about 20 minutes long skincare routine, followed by journaling and reading and getting caught up on anything that needs to be caught up so that I can sleep. So there are some times where I lay down in bed and think, oh, forgot to write that email. And I will pop back up and just get it out of my brain so that I can read and go to sleep. Now, in between all of that, on a monthly basis, I do a monthly facial. I try to do a monthly massage. Um, and I work out. I'm on the Peloton at least three, four times a week. I'm doing meditation and stretching on a daily basis. And I'm supposed to be doing a push-up challenge with my accountability group. And I am way far behind on that. Now, that feels like a lot when I say it all like that, and it might seem like a lot to you, too. I don't know that there is a benchmark by which we get to say, I don't need any self-care or I need too much self-care. Friend, you are allowed to need this. This is like basic life things that you need to be healthy, productive, whole. Please do not talk yourself out of your own needs. That would just be an absolute tragedy. So how to become unbored? Do something for yourself every day, even if it's five minutes that lights you up. And if you don't know what that is, just keep trying new things. Sing a song, 
do a drawing, color in a coloring book with your kids, write a paragraph, read a paragraph, anything that stimulates your brain, anything that stimulates creativity, maybe go window shopping at furniture stores, you know, go to fabric shops, anything, flower mart, anything, anything beautiful that you can put in front of your eyes. Because what's beautiful to you might not be beautiful to me. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, after all. I was scrolling through Instagram the other day, and uh, someone had posted this very, you know, pithy quote. Um, and it said something like, is it just me or all of us wandering through life with our check engine light on saying, no, no, this is okay. I'm fine. And so that's what really made me want to do this episode. How are you doing really? It's okay. It's okay if you're bored. Just don't stay bored. It's okay if you're unmotivated. Just don't stay that way. It's okay if you're uninspired because you only have improvements to make from there on. Friends, I hope you found this little chat helpful this week. And I want to encourage you, please, to go download this guided meditation. It's my voice and some music. And it's about uh, 10 minutes long. It's at reneedallo.com forward slash 156. That is my gift to you this week. I hope you will take me up on it. Do a little meditation and let me know on Instagram in my DMs what you thought about this episode since it was inspired by all of you. Thank you so much for spending your time with me today. As always, you know I thank you because your time is the one thing you cannot make any more of. I will see you next week, friends. Same time, same place. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to Talk with Renee Dallow. Dive into the show notes at reneedallow.com forward slash podcast. And connect with Renee at Talk with Renee Dallow on Instagram.